Hello and welcome to Business Line Portfolio Podcast, coming from Business Line's in-house research bureau. At BL Research Bureau, we slice and dice stocks, mutual funds, insurance, and other financial products, as well as give you sound ideas to manage your money. I'm Venkat Subramanian, and I have my colleague Kumar Shankar Roy with me. Hi, Kumar. Hi, Venkat. How's it going? It's good. It's been a gloomy couple of weeks uh, for India Inc. for True. the India's IT capital. Yeah, we had the unfortunate death of Sirasmus in a tragic road accident. And the report said he didn't wear his seatbelt while traveling. Mm. The other news, of course, was India's IT capital, Bangalore, being submerged, overwhelmed by floods. With villas uh, facing floods, cars being submerged, livelihoods being affected, and so on. Yeah, very true. Uh, these are two separate incidents, but one common issue that we have here is of losses to vehicles. Mm. These are very common. So we had a, a big crash in Chirasmus Three's case, and in Bangalore's uh, flooding cases, we have had cars floating on the road in in office parking lots in residential parking lots or even getting stuck in deep waters in the middle of the road and so on yeah so so that brings us to you know the a particular question on how motor insurance companies service such claims do they honor such claims what should car owners do to have get good claim experiences and not mm-hmm. uh, what they should be doing when cars are stuck in water and what should they do to have uh, ensure that they don't have to pay too much out of their own pockets mm-hmm. so that's something that we'll be discussing as a common thread to uh, both the serious mystery case and bangalore's id flooding yes uh, for listeners venkat has written an article in bl portfolio on the same subject where he has gone into greater detail you can read that article in print this sunday which is 11 september venkat cutting to the chase of this cyrus mystery case especially so in cases where seat belts are not worn by the passengers are these cases not honored by insurance companies what intel do you have on this the first point we should actually notice ironically indian laws actually mandate wearing of seat belts even for those sitting in the rear seat so okay. it's actually mandatory and in fact there is supposed to be a fine of uh, rupees 1000 for anyone who isn't wearing and stuff but in india other than the driver or in some yeah, cases in the rear seat the passengers seat, yeah yeah true. nobody cares to wear the seat belt but be that as it may Hmm. insurance companies do not have uh, in their motor insurance policies they do not have exclusive clauses or or you know clauses that say that claims would be rejected hmm. in case a person is not wearing a, a seat belt hmm. after all you know insurance companies exist because there are human errors there are errors in judgment not in a wanted sense i mean it's it's just that it's just negligence uh, not wanted negligence not okay. sabotage not negligence and stuff so a comprehensive policy that is to say uh, you have two kinds of policies in vehicle insurance one mm. your own damage uh vehicle uh, because of your own uh, errors in judgment and mistakes that you do the car suffers the od od cover that, that is the od cover that is mm. the own damage cover there's a third mm. party cover so god forbid you go you know damage somebody else's property or worse you run over somebody or you mm. hurt mm. somebody accidentally the person has nothing to do with you or your car or anything therefore he's called a third party so okay. a comprehensive insurance policy covers both these uh, damages okay. and in case of accidental death those claims are settled even if uh, seat belts aren't worn so as with the serious mystery case and in any other similar uh, happening you can rest assured that uh, at least uh, the claims won't dishonored or something hmm. they will be paid of course the seat belt uh, aspect is one point 
but mm. if for example the vehicle owner uh, or the driver is drunk and mm. the passenger actually knows that the person is drunk and is still traveling mm. right there's no then there's uh, there's absolute certainty that the claim would be rejected because repeatedly we have seen courts also rejecting any claims from alcoholics driving uh, uh, vehicles or anyone under the influence of alcohol actually driving cars mm. uh, and uh, and committing accidents or you know facing other problems they will not no insurance company will pay their dues the second point is being overloaded so if in the serious mistake case there were only four people and so yeah. therefore there is no overloading in that case hmm. we in india uh, are known to you know load as many people as yeah, yeah. can actually true, accommodate which is not right so let's in a car that allows only four or five people as, at the most you have eight people actually crammed hmm. in or 10 hmm. people hmm. crammed in yes. and then the vehicle faces an accident you could actually have the insurance company completely rejecting the claim or giving you only a small portion more often than not it's rejected because it's a clear case of uh, you know uh, wanted negligence therefore you can't fight your case saying that you know, i need my compensation and so on the okay. third aspect which is less known is cars are registered in individual names and we drive it for our own private purposes true, true, but you true. have your own car and you let it out for let's say for commercial purposes and then the person who drove the car overloaded or uh, you actually run a ferry or a taxi service using mm. your uh, your car Vehicle. without uh, actually being registered for such a purpose and mm. an accident uh, happens uh, the, the insurance company will, will reject the claim uh, uh, immediately and they will not pay you any uh, of course there are other reasons for not honoring i mean you will have cases where there are frauds and other so on but mm-hmm. these are cases where you should be uh, clear that your uh, claims will not be honored of course seat belt is minor error and therefore the insurance company will not frown upon it okay okay yeah, one thing is good that one small negligent act unless it's like as you said uh, driving drunk and all uh, it's not really i mean one negligent act is not held against the person when get this past week uh, has been i mean obviously a bit tragic for many in bangalore as well it's a city that where you also live so houses Correct. were flooded cars were floating in the waters and uh, during monsoons or i mean this kind of water logging or flooding what kind of precautions or steps should car owners kind of do or should they ensure so that their motor insurance claims are at least paid because you know on one side we don't have any control on how much rain and where this water will go so the only monitorable or only thing that is in our control is to from our side make sure that at least our claims are honored so tell our listeners about some steps or things that they can do that's a very pertinent question so we have a couple of scenarios one that mm. you take your car out during flooding because there is an you, you have to because either you have to get something uh, or there is an emergency at home and you actually had to take your vehicle out your car out during the rains and you find that car gets stuck in a flood or in a in a huge pothole or something because of which it's it stops or you could have a case where you are just uh, you know you're away from your place or even in your place if there is there are heavy rains hmm. uh, the rains are so bad that entire parking lots uh, get uh, flooded Flooding. or you could have parked your car in your uh, in your office parking lot and still found that the car was submerged Yes. These are scenarios where these are beyond your control. Those are a couple of scenarios that you will actually face. The mm. first thing, of course, you must do, especially when your car is in water. I mean, mm. you are in deep water. Mm. Is that you should never attempt to start it. Okay. So very, very often we just want to get away from the thing, and therefore we hope that we can, 
you know ride the car for a few hundred meters and uh, take it down to safety uh, yeah yeah things. true very true you should never attempt to do that because that is considered okay. willful negligence by insurers hmm. there is absolute certainty that the insurance claim will not be honored in case the car is uh, started in submerged waters okay so the simple reason being that there there are a couple of technical things here hmm. to note the, just that when you switch, try to switch your car on when it's submerged in water hmm. it causes considerable damage to the ignition system to oh, the pistons okay Okay. plus your vehicles fuel systems could also be damaged your electrical parts could be damaged uh, mm. considerably mm. so and you'll have a scenario where petrol or your other the fuel and water is actually mixed together and the uh, the engine oh. would be completely damaged completely and we know damaged. engine is the is the most this is the costliest part uh, in the car and insurers are quite cagey about uh, you know being careful about honoring claims so mm-hmm. and therefore if such a thing happens the first thing you should do is to never attempt to start car, your car vehicle in, uh. when it's flooded mm. what you should do you know that your car is going to be considerably damaged that the next good thing to do is to call your insurer immediately mm. inform that it's submerged in water and therefore uh, you will require help mm. more often than not the insurers immediately arrange for a tow facility Okay. If there are too many cars that are actually flooded in that locality, you will find that uh, there will be some. Uh, the insurer will take some time for uh, you know sending your tow truck or because there are many people seeking help uh, simultaneously. Yes, true, true, true. But true. it's it's but it's always good to wait for the tow truck to actually pull your car to safety mm. or to take it to the garage. Mm. The next thing is to wait for the surveyor and for uh, him or her to come and make the assessment. Mm. Uh, meanwhile you can actually take pictures of the car uh, and, uh, and most insurers also have their own app for claims mm. settlement yes yes correct so you can upload these pictures as evidence i mean that mm. you haven't tampered that you, know, you are making a genuine case for yourself mm. and you can show it mm. to the surveyor the surveyor will also take a look at your car and assess the damages mm. that's the best way to go about things mm. and uh, in your hurry to get your car uh, up and running you should also not and even if it doesn't require for example uh, towing Mm. Then, uh, and uh, by luck you just your car just broke down very near uh, your neighborhood mechanics uh, workshop ah, that, yeah yeah true so you could just push it to safety don't try to get it repaired in an unauthorized garage because you know okay. your neighborhood friendly mechanic would actually say that i can do it for half the rate that someone else does mm. if it's not a garage that's authorized or a workshop or a or a service company that's not authorized by your insurer the, the insurance company will not honor any charges that you incur from unauthorized garages so you should wait for the survey to make the damage then actually take it to the authorized garage and ensure that the repair is done Mo- very often it can be done in a cashless way your insurer will settle with the workshop directly, directly. so your intervention ah. may not be required okay so only uh, s- some uh, bare essential uh, cost that you may have to incur uh, mm. uh, your own pocket till be only a small amount Hmm. so uh, the uh, because the costs are low in a nearby garage please don't get, try to get your car in that garage so just to save on cost because you'll end up uh, you'll not get up get any compensation besides your car uh, with unauthorized spare parts being used or replaced hmm. your car could face further damage and future claims could be affected also if you uh, you know if there are problems so therefore these are steps to clearly avoid and there are steps to take and there are steps to avoid uh, during this flooding to ensure that uh, you know your claims are taken care of hope listeners have really taken note of these points these are very relevant points for many car users i think um, so a lot of times whenever such things happen we are kind of forced to or kind of think that okay let me start the car and uh, take it to safe call the repair guy i know and kind of but these are as he 
as venkat is saying that these are the things that you shouldn't do uh, venkat are there any additional insurance covers or policies that uh, one can take with motor insurance so that the cash outflow from our pockets is minimized in these kind of situations absolutely there are many we'll just highlight three here the first of course is engine protection okay. this is slightly expensive uh, in a way but it will be good if, especially if you have a new car in place okay it costs about 2% of the current market value of the car uh, mm. uh, therefore might be a, a tad expensive but it, it it's very helpful if you stay in a in a place or in an area that's li- likely to be uh, flooded or there are likely to be rains uh, uh, there if there is poor infrastructure around or <clears throat> it's always good to have uh, uh, the the engine cover because it will take care of any damage of course here again you shouldn't attempt starting it's just that mm. they, if, they, if your car is completely submerged and your engine is uh, nearly gone huh. uh, the company might actually uh, replace the engine or take care of all repairs related to the engine and uh, they will honor all the claims okay. because a point to notice this this is for a car that is less than 5 years old you okay. can't take it for uh, uh, older cars older cars depreciation kicks in and so on so true, 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 true. Uh, the, and uh, i and in each pol- i think over the policy term you can claim only twice you can't keep claiming engine protection uh, covers oh, all the way achha, but, like. but it's good to have it as, good to have as a as a backup or as a protection def- uh, especially for the first few years of your new car yes and more all new cars should uh, uh, ideally have an engine protection engine protection mm-hmm. the, the other thing is of course once you make claims in uh, as with other insurance covers there is no claim bonus in motor insurance also mm-hmm. as with health mm-hmm. insurance true so each year you don't you don't make any there is there are bonus points that you gain a percentage of your premium, uh, premium. or yes, yes. Could, you could you could have more uh, a higher sum, a proportion of some higher sum assured uh, uh, for your uh, in terms of uh, no claim bonus mm. so if you take a no claim bonus protection cover mm. right it costs about 5 to 10% of the insurance premium cost okay uh, okay uh, you can have your entire no claim bonus retained so whatever you have accumulated over over a period of time will still be uh, uh, maintained and mm. you will not lose your uh, no claim bonus so in in if you don't have this for example you you have you accumulated a certain amount of bonus over a period of time you made a claim all that is gone mm. so you will just have your base cover and have no uh, bonus claims you'll have to start afresh mm. so no uh, uh, no no claim bonus protection cover ensures that you have a higher sum assured therefore so let's say over a 5 6 year period you actually mm. have some 25 30% more as sum assured that mm. means you'll have to pay that much uh, less from your pocket in case of uh, in case of big... there, there are chances of more uh, uh, amount being settled by the insurance okay uh, okay the third is zero depreciation mm. so we all know that uh, uh, no, car is a depreciating asset and yes true teacher there is a certain certain value that's uh, reduced from your uh, the from the market value of the car hmm. if you so and what happens with motor insurance is that you we, we get only the depreciated value of parts that are damaged yes correct correct and not the full value yes so in case we have a zero depreciation cover you will still have the market value retained hmm. so you will get the current value of the spare part if you have a zero depreciation cover it's a bit more expensive than the uh, no claim bonus protection cover it's about 15 to 20% of your insurance premium but okay. it might definitely be worth having uh, because especially uh, uh, you know if you have a car decide to have a car like let's say many people have it for like 7 10 years and so on hmm. Hmm. so beyond the fifth or sixth year i mean depreciation uh, can be as high as 30 40 even 50% in some cases yes so true. 
if you have a zero depreciation in that way you will have your full market value of uh, spare parts and uh, uh, and components therefore you will not have to fork out any uh, money from your pocket uh, for you know covering the addition depreciation stone so these are three additional riders that car owners can take along with their motor insurance cover hmm. uh, so that you know they have a good claim experience and uh, you know they don't have to uh, pay too much from their own pocket so these oh, are precautions really. and steps to take and covers to add on for for better experience yeah yes yes good when uh, these were very some of the most important factors i think car owners must take to protect their car and as you said have a good kind of claim experience so that's it from us for this week stay tuned for further podcasts and actionable advice from us at bl portfolio read us in print on sundays and online at the hindubusinessline.com/portfolio do share our podcasts in your circles if you find them useful thank you thanks cool yeah